Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is Episode 8. This is George Cannon once again, and we're here to answer your questions about Christianity. It's amazing to think that we're up to Episode 8 and that we're looking at questions that you might have about Christianity that you're either facing or somebody has asked you and you don't really know the answer to. And for the last few weeks, we've been looking at a a major question that a lot of people present, especially those who want to say that God doesn't exist or they don't want to have anything to do with Christianity, is the whole concept that God is a bully. And so if you want, you can go back and listen to those podcasts. The first week we talked about, is God a bully, especially because he had people groups wiped out in the Old Testament. Last week we looked at the whole concept of God is a bully because he sends people to hell. We're going to actually build upon last week's podcast and look at one more dimension of that, and that is regarding whether or not God is a bully because of the fact that he allows people to go to hell when they've never heard about Jesus Christ. And so we're going to look at that topic today because there is an assumption there, and the assumption is is that there is no reason why anybody should go to hell. And especially if the means for going to heaven is the gospel, preaching of the gospel, what about those who've never heard of Jesus Christ? So we're going to look at that today. And so we're going to try to process that and come to a conclusion. After we come to the conclusion, I'm just going to kind of wrap up the last three weeks with just a brief discussion about answering the question, is God a bully? So let's talk about those who've never heard. The premise is, is that, you know, there are, there are tribes in the Amazon who've never had contact with the outside world, or there might be people groups in Africa or in Asia that have never had contact with the gospel or anybody from the Christian faith. And it would seem totally unfair that God is going to send them to hell because they've never had the opportunity to respond or react to the gospel of Jesus Christ. They've never even heard of Jesus. So, obviously, God is a bully because these folks are going to hell and they've never had the opportunity. So, we're going to take a look at that today and and we're going to see that God's justice in sending someone to hell is not hinged upon whether or not they've heard the gospel. Because the reality is is that people are going to hell for their sin, not just simply because they've never heard the gospel. And so I'm going to look at a few passages here to help you to understand that. First of all, I think the the clearest demonstration of that is Paul's presentation in Romans chapter 1, verses 18, through chapter 3, verse 20. And he makes the case through several different instances of people groups that all humanity is condemned, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. But I'm going to look specifically in this section of verses, two sections of verses, which kind of let us know that people have the opportunity to respond to God, but they've chosen not to. And because they've chosen not to, They're therefore condemned. So the first instance we see in chapter 1, verse 18 and following. 
Notice what Paul writes. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because what may be known of God was manifested in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by things that are made, even his eternal power in Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into the image made like corruptible men, birds and forfeited animals, and creeping things. What Paul is telling us in this passage is this. Mankind, all mankind, can see through the world, or what he calls creation, can see that there is a creator, that there is a God. And the attributes of God are visible in the creation around us. But mankind chose to ignore that, or chose to reject that. They didn't choose to glorify God, but rather they created gods of their own. They exchanged the truth of the true God for a creation of their own. So the what I would call the very first evidence or the very first prospect of knowing God, they reject it. They reject it, the concept of a creator God from creation. So he says they're condemned. He goes on then in chapter 2 and he talks about another aspect that tells us that there is a God and therefore that they have rejected God, so therefore they're going to hell. He talks about it here in verse 11 of chapter 2. For there is no partiality with God. For as many as have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. For as many as have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law were justified. For when Gentiles who did not have the law by nature do things in the law, these although not having the law are a law to themselves who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts accusing or else excusing them, in the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Now what he's talking about here is this. Okay, we have evidence that God exists outside. He's already told us that in chapter 1, and mankind rejects it. Now he's talking about that we have evidence of God's existence on the inside of us, through our conscience. All cultures have a moral code. And it's very amazing when you look at the moral code, there's actually, with every culture, you can see some similarities. And this is what Paul is saying here. There is a law. Even though we haven't got the Old Testament Ten Commandments, some people groups don't have that, what we do see is, is that there is a moral law that is within the hearts of everyone. And that points to God and what God wants. But mankind is going to be judged because they continue to do wrong and sin even against that moral law. Now, so what we're seeing here with these two instances is this. Mankind has evidence of God everywhere 
but they reject him, create gods of their own. They have a moral law within their own hearts, in their own consciences, that conveys that there is a God, but they reject that and they sin and they're against him. So therefore, because of their sin, they're going to hell. So, okay, let's talk about a people group or a tribe or a village that's never heard the gospel. God's not a bully in sending them to hell. They're going to hell not because God's sending them there. They're going to hell because they have sinned against God and against his law, and the just penalty is going to hell. They are responsible for their own actions. Now, when we talk about the need for the gospel to go there, yes, the gospel needs to go there. And it's tragic that the gospel has not gotten to some of those people groups because the gospel, which is the responsibility of all believers to be put forth, to be brought to all the peoples of the world, that is a means of grace, of giving people the opportunity to turn from their sin, to turn from their rejection of God, and to turn back to him through Jesus Christ because of the sacrifice that he has made for them. So the reality is, is it's not that God is a bully by sending people who've never heard of Jesus to hell. They're going to hell because of their sin, period. But yet it also reflects for the Christian the responsibility to make sure that they do hear the gospel in order to give them an opportunity to respond to it to escape hell, which is their just reward. So let's take a couple moments and think about this whole concept of if if God is a bully. Is God a bully? To be honest with you, as we've looked at this issue the last three weeks, today and the last couple weeks, really, to be honest with you, when you have somebody who's making that accusation that God is a bully, I think what stands out here is this. Probably what's going on is not so much just a rejection of God, although that's what's happening here. It's a rejection of a concept of personal responsibility. We would like to say that we're responsible to no one. We're our own individuals. We have no one to answer to. And that very much comes out of our Western individualism that there is no one that we're answerable to except ourselves. Well, in practical terms, that's not realistic either. I just can't go and do what I want to do without facing the consequences of that. And I think we all understand that. With every behavior comes a consequence. If I engage in behaviors that would be considered unlawful, then I'm going to face the consequences with the state of engaging in those behaviors. The reality is, is when I say that God is a bully, I'm basically saying I think he's a bully because I really don't want to answer to him. I don't want to have God in my life. And he doesn't have any part of my life. But whether I say that doesn't really change the fact that I am responsible to him, that God does exist, and he does hold me accountable, and that when I reject him, I've got to pay the consequences for that. So I think if we're going to be honest, rather than saying God is simply a bully by doing this, by wiping out a people group who he's holding responsible in the Old Testament, or by sending people to hell because he's holding them responsible for their rejection of him, or he's sending this people group over here who's never heard of Jesus to hell, 
rather than saying that God is a bully by pointing to all of that, I think it would be more honest to simply say, you reject the concept of a personal responsibility to God. And if that's what you hold, more power to you. But that doesn't change the fact that there is personal responsibility. And that doesn't change the fact that you are responsible for your actions and that you are responsible for your rejection of God. Another thing that I think I would need to point out is this. I think the farthest concept concerning God in the Bible that you and I need to recognize is not a concept of God being a bully. Yes, he's a just God. Yes, he holds us responsible for our sin. But rather, he's a gracious God. He's a patient God because he does not allow us to face the consequences immediately for our sins. He gives us opportunity to repent, that is, to turn from our sin and to turn back to him. And the greatest gift of grace that he gave to us is by sending Jesus Christ to die for our sins so that we might have eternal life, so that we might have the forgiveness of God, so that we don't have to pay the penalty for our sin. To me, folks, that does not sound like a bully. It actually sounds like somebody who will hold us responsible for our sins, but someone who also gives us the opportunity to reconcile, to change what is before us by repenting and turning to Jesus. You know, by doing these podcasts, we're hoping to answer questions that you face or that you might have concerning Christianity. And the way we get questions is, is we get them from you. You can tell us that if you come to our church. If you don't have a church, we would encourage you to try us out, come to our church, and you will find a church of real people where anyone can come and find Jesus Christ and learn to walk in obedience. We're located at 700 State Street in Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. You can also go to our webpage, kerwinsvillechristian.org, and if you want to have a question you'd like for us to answer, you can go there and uh, go to the contact page and you will be able to send us a message with your question. If you want, you can also look on the webpage for a link to the uh, Finding Clarity podcast page and you'll find all of our prior episodes there. If you want, you can subscribe to the podcast on uh, Google Play or in iTunes. Just simply type in Finding Clarity Podcast and you'll be able to come to the link to where you can subscribe to our podcast. You can also listen to our podcast on our church app. We have an app here at the church. You just need to go to the Apple Store or you can go to Google Play and type in Kerwinsville Christian Church and you'll see our app there and we would encourage you to subscribe to that. It basically gives you access to all of our media as well as what's going on. And one of the great features that we have here at our church that we utilize is the prayer wall, where we share prayer requests and pray for one another. You know, we're looking at uh, some good questions coming up here in the next few weeks. I'll just go ahead and give you a preview. We're going to look at, do I really need church? That's one of the questions we're going to deal with. And after that, we're going to deal with the question, are we living in the tribulation? I've heard that so many times now. It really needs to be addressed. Are we currently living in the tribulation? 
the great tribulation that we find in the book of Revelation. So those are some questions that we're going to look at in the future. Hey, thanks again for listening. We hope that you tell your friends. If you're on Facebook, our Facebook page, Finding Clarity Podcast, if you go there, share this podcast on Facebook, or just let other people know. Hey, we hope you have a good week, and we'll look forward to you being back next week. Take care.